God is good, isn't he? I just want to share just a quick word with you while we're, we're still here. I just, you know, it, it, says, it says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul's writing, and, and he shares that, that not everybody can be an eyeball. And not everybody can be an ear. Not everybody can be a nose. But the eyeball and the nose and, and the ear and the hands and the feet, they're all part of the body. And the body can't operate the way it was designed to operate without each one of those pieces. And you know, in, in the body of Christ, it works the same way. That each one of you who are here tonight, you're either a mentoring graduate or you're a VBI graduate or maybe you're an alumni here and you've been part of mentoring before, you've just been in church a while. Each and every one of us has a part to play in the body of Christ. And that body can't function to, it, to its perfect extent without each one of us doing our part and playing our part. So don't look around the room and think, well, I want to be like that person or I want to be like that person or I want to be like this person. Just look in the mirror and say, I'm glad God made me like I am. See, I think sometimes we see people and we, 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 we don't necessarily want to be them, but we like what they represent. We like some of the things they have. We like what they say. We like what's going on. We've always liked Pastor Bill and he's always been handsome. And he's always looked good in everything that he's worn and he always had the right word and he was always encouraging and he always prayed good. See, he taught me something in VBI. It was different. This was what he did. See, what, it's not, we don't all want to be Pastor Bill, but we all want to be like Pastor Bill because Pastor Bill can be like Jesus. So be like Jesus everywhere that you go. You know, the good news is that we've all had seed planted in our life. And then that seed won't return void. But the other side of that says <laughs> that because much has been given, much will be required. So while you're here tonight celebrating what's going on, just realize and know that God's got great things in store for you. And that you may have been a person in this particular moment, in this particular time, who was receiving a lot of word. But just know that because it's been given, that word will be required. So now, begin to open up and begin to blossom. Not that you have it and not that you don't. But be, be aware that God wants to use you. If you have the word, if it's implanted in your heart, no matter how little or how much, it won't return void. But it says in Luke, to whom much is given, much will be required. I just want to encourage you, and they're going to give out a, a, just a quick outline, and I'm not going to take much more than about five or ten minutes and just kind of breeze through it a little bit. But you can look at it on your own when you get home. You can go through the scriptures and see those things. I just want to encourage you in your life that change is the only constant that you're going to run into. That if you're here and you've come through mentoring or you've come through VBI or you've just come tonight for the first time to victory, I will encourage you that change is going to be the one thing that's going to be a constant in your life. The world is constantly changing. The Word of God, though, it says, will never change. And the way that you come back... See, things can change all the time, but the way that you can stay solid is because the Word of God doesn't change. I mean, think about it. If everything changed and the Word of God did too, then, then, then you'd have to be like constantly trying to figure out everything brand new all the time. The Word of God isn't like that. The Word of God is the one thing that remains the same. It says in Hebrews, it says that this Word of God is the same yesterday, today, and forever. On Sunday, we talked and shared a message about the Word, the importance of the Word of God. Why is it? Because the, word, the world is changing and things are moving and people are dying and people are living and all of that stuff is happening. The internet just a few short years ago didn't even exist. 
Many years ago, you I mean you know, you go back three, four, five years ago, most of us didn't carry cell phones. But now, but now we all do all those. That's all changed. Everything's changing. The way you minister to people, the way you reach people, the way you talk to me, it's all changing. But what doesn't change this? So what should we be basing our life on? The Word of God. And I don't come to re-preach the message from Sunday and to talk to you about all that kind of stuff. But I, I just want to share with you and show you that, that if you could be hooked into this thing, if you could be hooked into the Word of God and know that the battle isn't yours, but the battle is the Lord's, then there's nothing that can stop you in what God's called you to do. There's nothing that can stop you as you leave this place today. That the battle truly is the Lord's. It says in 1 Samuel, and it's, it's, it's David as he faced Goliath, and it's in chapter 17. It's verse 46 and 47. It says, This day, it was David speaking, he said, The Lord will deliver you into my hand, and I will strike you, and I'll take your head from you, and this day I will give your carcass of the camp. To, or I'll give, I'm sorry. It says, that This day I will give the carcass of the camp of the Philistines to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of the earth, that all the earth may know that there is what? A God in Israel. And then it goes on the next verse and says, Then all of this assembly shall know that what? The Lord does not save with the sword and the spear, for the battle is the Lord's, and He will give you into our hands. Know that what you face today, the battle is the Lord's. You've got to be someone who fights in the battle. You have to be someone who's willing to go into battle. You have to be somebody who will pick up those five shiny rocks. You'll have to be the person who will stand. You'll have to be the person who will advance. You'll have to be the person who sings, swings the sword. But the battle is the Lord's. You're part of that. You, you are the, the hand, feet, and eyeballs, and ears, and mouth of Jesus in this earth. So you are going to be going through this. It says in the Word of God that we are in a battle, that this is warfare that we face. But it says that the battle is the Lord's. Pastor Bill's one of his favorite stories in the Word in Second Chronicles. In chapter 20 is Jehoshaphat, and he's, he's surrounded. I like what it says because they're speaking to him and, 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 and says, Listen, all of you that are in Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem and you, King Jehoshaphat. <laughs> How'd you like to be able to tell Pastor? Listen, Pastor Bill. <laughs> probably pastor bill telling us this but it says thus says the lord to you do not be afraid or be dismayed and as you leave here tonight don't be afraid there is change things do that's okay things get better with change thank goodness we changed see change is a good thing don't think that change is a bad thing the word of god doesn't change and we trust this word we stand on this word that's why the foundation is solid it's not shaky and twisting. The world is shaky and twisting because the world changes. The world doesn't change. It says, don't be afraid and don't be dismayed. Because of what? The battle. The battle is the Lord's. If you go on and read, it says, do not be afraid or be dismayed because the battle is the, the Lord's. It says to go down the next day, go against them as they come up, and you'll find them at the end of the brook before the wilderness. You know the story, and we've heard the story before. The story was all about praise. The story wasn't about fighting. God wanted to do something a little different. He said, when you, you know, you'll praise me and as you worship me. And then everybody else got into a fight with themselves. Isn't that the best kind of fight? I mean, you're all decked out, ready to go, and I'll do whatever God says. And God said, praise, and you praise, and they all start beating each other up. Have you ever been in with somebody, and, and it's not been going very well, and you're a little nervous, and you're, you're not real sure what's happening, but then somebody else comes that they don't like more than you? And it turns their focus away from you onto that other person. And what do you, you just like, cool, man. You just kind of quietly back up out of the room and you go your way this way. And you think, way to go, God. <laughs> Let them duke it out. If you know that the battle is the Lord's, then you don't have to worry about it. You just have to participate. 
that you don't have to fret about it. You don't have to be afraid. You don't have to be dismayed. But you do have to fight. You do have to swing. You do have to swing your stick. You don't get a way out. But realize and know this as you leave from mentoring this, this opportunity, this moment, or VBI, or whatever that is, that the battle is the Lord's, and He will always provide for you. There's nothing that God won't provide. If you look in Mark, and we've talked about it because Easter just happened last month, but we talked about the colt that was tied. That was prophesied years and years and years before that moment. But Jesus said, go, you'll find a colt tied to this place. Because today is the day. See, today is the day that I have need of it. So in that moment when you have need of it, don't worry, God will provide it. Just a little while later, they were looking for some place to eat, right? And he told the disciples, go down and find the guy with the pitcher of water. And when you find the guy with the pitcher of water, and said, then you follow that guy. Then when you see that person, you see that moment, that opportunity, then you say this to them. They had to participate. They had to go. They had to follow. They had to listen. They had to watch. And then they had to participate. And as they did, then that person let them have that. It was already orchestrated. It was already taken care of. It was already provided. In your life where you are today, things are changing all over the place, but the battle's the Lord's, not yours. You're just supposed to be a participant. Realize that, know that, and participate. And know that as God leads you and as He guides you, He'll always provide for you. That's not anything that's new for any of us. He always provides. God never lets you down. The next thing you need to realize and understand is we have to do what He says. If we're going to be a participant, we have to. It said in John chapter 2, and Pastor Pam shared this message back in January, but, you know, it was this passage where Jesus had come to the wedding with His mother, and His mother, they'd run out of wine, and so His mother finally just turned and said, just do what He says. And Jesus, you know, He said, come on. It's not my time. But then all these servants just stood there. And they waited, they waited for the word. Jesus could have made wine. He could have gone on and done that himself. He could have done, but he wanted to get people involved in what he was doing. See, it, say, it says that the, the, the pastor, the teacher, the event, the fivefold ministry gifts are, are put into the body of Christ to help, like we've talked about a couple times already tonight, to help us, to teach us so that we can be a part of that. So that each and every one of you can be, can be a partaker of the goodness of God because you're out there planting seed. And as you plant seed of the word in people's lives, the harvest raises up on your part and on their part because you're the planty. They're the planted. And as that word goes in and out, I mean, you're planting seed, you re- there's a harvest that raises up in your life. But you have to do what he said. Jesus wanted to involve these guys. He, wanted, he said, go get those pitchers of water, bring them, fill them with water, do all those kind of things. Then take the ladle, go to the master of the, of, of the wedding feast and give him the, and all of a sudden, it's like, whoa, it's wine. Well, yes, it was wine. It was Jesus. That's what he did. Now, this was the first miracle, so I'm sure there was, quite a, there was quite a bit of astonishment. But he allowed other people to be involved. But they had to do what he said. They didn't have to make the wine. They didn't have to crush grapes. They weren't doing all those things. They just listened to what he said and then went and did it. If you know that the battle is the Lord's, you know he's going to provide for you. Don't worry about provision. Just do what he says. The battle's his. It's already, we already know. We read the end of the book. We already know what's up. Well, that end of the book's far away from where I am in my life. No, no, it's not. Not really. But understand that he'll provide for you. He'll take care of you. He'll lead you, and where he leads you, he will provide. But you got to do what he said. We don't get a break. It's that idea of taking his super and your natural, right, and making supernatural. He's the super one, not you, not me. We're the natural ones. And if you look at that, you know, we're, we're like on here on the scale. You know, we're the bottom ones. Because super, you know, and natural, you know, we're just, you know. But if you mix those two, 
See, it just takes us right to that, that spot. He's super, we're natural. Together, we're supernatural. It's all good. Get involved in what God's doing. There are four roadblocks that are listed there in your things. You don't, need to, you don't need to go through those. You don't need me to read those to you. Those are all things that we all deal with. I just want to encourage you today. Be excited because everything is changing all around you. Be excited because the battle's the Lord. He wants to use each and every one of us. And if we're obedient to do what he's asked us to do, he'll provide everything that we have need of. At the moment we have need. They didn't need to carry around this donkey with them all over the place. I mean, think of that. Then they, if they've got to carry this donkey, if they've got to drag this donkey around all the time with them because Jesus has to ride it into that city, I mean, think about it. How, I mean, you know, like after about two weeks of dragging this donkey, they may be like, let's just kill this donkey. They could be cantankerous, right? I mean, I know Jesus wants to ride on it. He could get on my back. I'll give him a piggyback ride or whatever that is, but I'm tired of dragging this donkey around. The donkey wasn't provided all that time. They didn't have to carry it around. They didn't have to feed it. So they didn't have to take care of it. They didn't have to clean up after it. Or if you did that, I don't know. I would think so. I mean, I've got to carry around a plastic bag when you walk the dog. Think about if you had a donkey. I mean, that's a lot of work for the disciples. You know, I mean, these, these guys are just trying to help Jesus, and they're having to take care of a donkey. But it wasn't then. See, it wasn't two weeks before. It wasn't a week before. It wasn't six months before that they were raising this donkey to get him to the point where he could carry Jesus in. It was at the moment that they had need of it. The donkey was there. But they still had to go and they had to untie the donkey. They still had to trust him. They still had to listen to what he said and they had to do it. No different than the guys with the wine. No different than the guy with the room. No different with you. No different with me. You can't let lack of faith. You can't let the past. Mentoring is all about getting past that getting into faith and out of the past you never walk forward going backwards it doesn't work getting rid of yourself the spirit of the world you don't want you don't want to be a part of all that i mean you came 11 weeks you got past you already i mean that's real you know i mean like you came 11 weeks whoop way to go i haven't done anything for 11 weeks straight (laughs) i mean really think about it 11 weeks that's a long time. But see, every Monday you had to say, I, I, I want what God has for me. More than Jeopardy. Or more than whatever else, you know, happened to be going on at the time. More, more than I want to stay dry because it's, it's raining outside. I don't want to go to mentoring. So you get past self. And you get into who he is. And that's what you've done. That's who you are. And then the last part of that, the last roadblock, would be unwilling to change. The world is changing all around. The Word of God doesn't change, but the Word of God does what to you? Changes you. So you're changing too. No, 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 I want to be like the Word. I don't want to ever want to change. Well, then you're going to be exactly the way that you are today forever. Ooh. See, I, yeah, see that's, boy, that, that hit home. Do you want to be like you are today forever? I don't want to be like me today. I want to be like, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be tomorrow. Man, I want to keep going in God. I want to, the next thing that he has for me, I want to keep growing. Then use the thing that never changes. See, hold on to the thing that stays the same. Put your feet on the solid rock, the good foundation that's not shifting. That's solid concrete. The world may be changing. The word never changes. But God uses the word to change you. See, that's how you overcome out there. By allowing it to change who you are. That's what you've done for 11 weeks. That's what you did for nine years. You know? That's what we do every day, right? As believers. That's what we're called to do. 
So I just want to encourage you, no matter what is going on, be encouraged. Things happen, stuff goes down, stuff's going on. David came back, and they'd burned, they'd, they'd taken his wives, they'd burned all the city. I mean, it just was a mess, and all of a sudden, all the people that he'd been at war with, and all the guys who were behind his back, as they were all coming back going, oh yeah, that was awesome. They come back, and all their wives are gone. All their stuff's gone. And who are they going to turn on? <laughs> David. But he wasn't, he, he, for a moment it says, see for a moment it says that, that, that bothered him. For a moment he was like, oh. But, but, if, you, but if you read that, you go back and you, and you look at that, that verse of scripture in 1 Samuel chapter 30. I mean, if you go back and you begin to read that, he, like, he's like, oh. I mean, like his wives are gone too. But now he's not, now he's, I don't even know if he's real hot and worried about himself. It doesn't say that, whether he is or not. But then he looks around and all these dudes are looking at him. Like he's the chicken leg and they're all hungry. You know the cartoon, you know I mean? They're like, they're, there's one of this, this over, you know. They're ready to go at it. They're not, they're not, they're not happy. They're not happy with him. Stuff happens in your life. You know, it says when David and his men came back on that third day, they, they had invaded the south and they attacked Ziklag and they burned it with fire. They'd taken all of their wives, and they'd taken everybody captive. And it says they carried them away, and they, they went off, and they, and they left. The next verse, in verse 3, it says, So David and his men came to the city, and that's where it was, burned with fire. And their wives and their sons and their daughters had all been taken captive. Now think about it if you came home. That is not a good thing, dudes. I know some of you are going like, Man, would they take them for a week? It's like a break would be nice. No, I mean, this wasn't like that. This was not like a break. This was, this was not, you know, this was the person that they cared about. It said, then David and the people who were with him, they lifted up their voices and they wept until they had no more power to weep. I mean, David was sad, they were sad, but then they realized what was going on and they decided that David's two wives, they were gone. But then they all kind of turned, they looked at David and they started thinking, there's one reason why this has all happened. That's a bad day. I mean, if you're, if you're David, that, you could look around and you could say, man, this is not a good day. But greatly was distressed, it says. David was greatly distressed for the people spoke of stoning him. Great, they've all got rocks. But if you go down, you know, in, in the very last part of this, the, the A is the part where it says they're very distressed and they were all upset, they wanted to stone him. But the B part of this, the last the last sentence says, But David strengthened himself in the Lord. When a bad day comes, when things happen, when stuff is going down, it, it's it's not a bad confession to say, Man, the devil wants to take you out. He's gonna take a few swings. But you're not going to lose if you realize the, battle's the, the battle is the Lord. The word never changes. I'm standing on the firm foundation. God's going to provide for me. He's going to take care of me. I'll do what he says. See, if you do all those things, that's what, not what he's, I got to do what he said. Well, what did David do? If you go on and you look, it says he got down on his knees and said, bring me the ephod. Don't forget who you are. Don't forget what you have. Don't let, the, don't let those things that you face, the changes and all the stuff and everything swirling, don't let those things let you teach or help you forget who you are your, your word your life is based on the word of god this is the thing that doesn't change this is who you are so know that because david then he, he inquired of the lord it said he went to the lord and asked him what to do and david inquired of the lord and it said shall i pursue and god said go get him oh then you get up you say come on fellas Who's with me? Who's a chicken? Whatever, man. Like 200 stayed behind, 400 went with it. You know, I mean, it was like, hey, well, we're going. Go. Just go. When God says go, go. 
When God says move, move. The Word of God, it will never change. But God will use it to change you. Be obedient because the things that He asks you to go after, the things that He asks, that is beyond. I mean, they're going to get their wives and all those things, but they're, they're all, they've all been taken already. They're not going in their own strength. It says David was strengthened in what? The Lord. Be strengthened in the Lord. That's what 11 weeks of being planted in the Word of God does to you. It strengthens you. Being hooked up in VBI, whether it's one day, one week, one month, one year, 10 years, whatever that is, being hooked up in the Word of God like that strengthens you. You know who you are in Christ. You don't have to ask. I mean, April knows who she is in Christ. Because I've taken authority of the believer. I've taken divine healing. I've taken... I know what the Word says. I know it. Nobody can steal it. Nobody can take it from me. And you're here tonight and you say, I don't, I don't know it like that. Get into it. It'll be there. That's revisiting Sunday. We don't need to go there. You can get the message. You can get it online or get it on the, back in the bookstore. But stand up tonight because I just want to pray for you. I want to encourage you. We hope you've been encouraged, strengthened, and challenged in your walk with Jesus. If you need prayer for situations in your life, we encourage you to email us at prayer at victorylafayette.org or call our offices at 765-447-7777. If you desire to make Jesus the Lord of your life, or if you have drifted away from the relationship you once had, I encourage you to pray this prayer with me today. Heavenly Father, I believe that you love me. I believe Jesus died for me and rose from the dead. Today, I confess Jesus as my Lord and Savior, and I receive the forgiveness for all my sins. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you come into my life and empower me to live a victorious life. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen.